Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. This is Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, I'm going to recap some of what I saw in training camp today. This is Saturday, August 7th. Uh, this was the practice at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, where all the proceeds for the $5 tickets went to uh, Emory Healthcare's Research and Discovery Program. Kudos to Arthur Blank and the Falcons organization for putting that together. Uh, this was a good event for fans to be able to see the stadium, uh, see the sights, uh, and get a feel for where the Falcons are tracking so far uh, under new head coach Arthur Smith and new GM Terry Fontenot. Uh, so I want to start first with the offense because obviously Arthur Smith comes in uh, with an incredible pedigree of two really, really uh, fantastic years in Tennessee as their offensive coordinator. Uh, so clearly, that is where the Falcons' uh, focus will be, or for fans, it's where the, the focus will be with the Falcons um, uh, going into this season, is what will this offense look like uh, under Arthur Smith? And I want to talk in some generalities before we talk about specific players. Uh, some of the things that immediately jump out uh, in with this Falcons' offense um, and a quick note before I jump into this, uh, the Falcons primarily, uh, this practice was, uh, 11 on 11. Uh, it was a fully padded practice. There were no, there was no tackling. So it wasn't, uh, there was no tackling as part of this, but they were in pads. Uh, and the majority of the hour and a half practice was, uh, 11 on 11. So, uh, it was actually a really good opportunity to see, you know, obviously what's going to ultimately be some vanilla play calling from Arthur Smith. He's not going to show off, you know, everything this offense is going to do in a practice where 27,000 27, fans are in attendance. Uh, so please keep that in mind. But I do think it gives us a glimpse into some of the things he's going to do differently. Some of the things we anticipated and some of the things that uh, we were hoping we would see. Uh, so first of all, with this offense, uh, the one thing that immediately jumps out is motion, pre-snap motion. Um, almost every single offensive snap that I saw had a player going into motion. And whether it was you know just going into motion and then resetting back into their original position uh, or going into motion and uh, changing their position within uh, the lineup, uh, starting with the running back, you know with uh, four wide outs and the running back, and all of a sudden you're in a five wide. Um, the other thing with going to motion, it was almost always, I would say probably, 80, maybe more than 80% of the time, it was one of the tight ends. Uh, when the ones were on the field, it was consistently uh, Hayden Hurst. Uh, Kyle Pitts would occasionally go into motion. I'll, I'll talk about him uh, in just a little bit. Um, but if you were wondering if the Falcons were going to use pre-snap motion a lot uh, this year, the answer, at least based on this practice, is they're going to use it <laughs> a lot. It's 
I'm telling you, there was maybe less than five snaps, offensive snaps that I saw today, where there was not a player in motion. And this tracks with what we saw from Arthur Smith in Tennessee. He constantly had guys moving before the snap. Um, and, you know, this is it's, it's an easy way for offensive coordinators uh, to try to get the defense to show uh, you know what what defense are playing, whether in zone or man. Um, it also gives the quarterback uh, you know some options for uh, getting guys in motion right before the snap and and you know creating some uh, positive opportunities for them. Uh, so it was you know the Falcons were one of the worst teams in the league. I think the Jets were the only team that was worse than the Falcons uh, in 2020 for using pre-snap motion. That is going to be a night and day difference going into 2021. Um, the other thing that we saw a lot of, and again, not a big surprise from what Arthur Smith did in Tennessee, a tremendous amount of play action. Um, the naked bootlegs that we used to see under Kyle Shanahan saw quite a bit of that uh, as well. Now, honestly, we saw more of that, I think, in this practice from uh, Felipe Franks and A.J. Uh, Macaroon McCarron. But uh, Arthur, Arthur Smith is probably just using that initially uh, as part of his installs. Um, obviously, Matt Ryan has done a ton of that in the past under Kyle Shanahan uh, and Steve Sarkeesian in 2017 and 2018. So I, I fully expect this is something that we're going to see um, a lot more of again in uh, 2021 under Arthur Smith. So two big takeaways, um, tons of pre-snap motion. Uh, a lot of play action as a part of this offense. So let's talk about some of the specific players on the offensive side of the ball. One of the first things I want to point out is the offensive line, because there was a change in what we have been seeing in camp up to this point uh, with Caleb McGarry still out. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, the rookie uh, drafted this year has been getting most of the first team reps at right tackle. Uh, and, you know, that's somewhat to be expected. Matt Gona would have been the guy, but he is also out for an indefinite period of time. Uh, Jalen Mayfield had been getting all of those first team snaps. Today, for the first time, veteran Willie Beavers was taking all of the first team reps at right tackle. Um, I, I will note from what uh, Tory and uh, Tory McElhaney and, and Michael Rothstein were saying afterwards, um, that Coach Smith indicated that that was because, in his mind, Willie Beavers had earned those reps. Uh, wasn't necessarily an indictment of Jalen, but more about what Willie had done. This will obviously be something we watch. Ob and obviously, when Kayla McGarry comes back, um, that will be something to really keep an eye on, is to see what happens at this right tackle position. Uh, I had intimated uh, in a previous podcast that I felt like right tackle may have more competition than people were thinking. You know, a lot of people were penciling in Kayla McGarry to be the starter. I don't know that we can say that uh, with absolute certainty. And now with uh, Beavers getting some opportunities there, we'll see if Mayfield can crack back in and, and they can exchange some of those reps. But right now, uh, Willie Beavers is the starting right tackle, at least in camp. And again, there's three preseason games to go. Uh, we'll see how this plays out, but uh, definitely a position to keep an eye on uh, a week from now when the Falcons play their first preseason game uh, next Friday uh, evening against uh, the, the uh, Tennessee Titans. So definitely want to keep an eye on that. Uh, the other thing uh, to keep in mind is uh, so far, Matt Hennessy has been the guy uh, at center for first team. Uh, and that looks like that is not going to change. Uh, Drew Dahlman has been getting some opportunities at left guard. 
uh, which uh, is an interesting choice. Not necessarily something I think we saw coming. Right now, I don't think you should take any of this to be proclamations of what the starting offensive line is going to be. Arthur Smith is clearly trying these guys out at different positions, trying to see how they do. Uh, and he, he really probably won't have a great feel until they're able to face real competition uh, in the preseason. So uh, these preseason games could be very critical to settling some of these battles at left guard, at center, and at right tackle. Uh, so definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, uh, from what I could tell, had a really good day. He was uh, especially accurate downfield. Most of his throws were in the intermediate and downfield, you know, 20 plus yards. Uh, he was not uh, dumping off a lot of passes. He was attacking deep uh, pretty consistently. And when he was attacking deep, he was looking for Russell Gage and he was looking for Calvin Ridley. Uh, so that is no big surprise. When Calvin Ridley came off, uh, Tajay Sharp was getting a lot of looks in there. Didn't necessarily deliver. So again, a name to keep an eye on for you know that potential wide receiver four spot uh, on the roster. But right now, if you were to ask me if Matt Ryan's ready to go for the season, he looked pretty sharp. Uh, his, his accuracy looked to be on point. There were some throws that looked like there were miscommunication issues, less about uh, what Ryan was trying to do and more about him and the receiver not necessarily being on the same page. Um, but he was hitting guys in stride. Uh, he had an absolutely gorgeous throw uh, to Russell Gage, about 25, 30 yards in the air, dropped it over his shoulder, passed two defenders, uh, and Gage made a great play on it. So uh, right now, Matt Ryan looks really comfortable. Looks like his accuracy is there, the arm strength, no problems. Uh, so that's good to see. Now the running backs, uh, before we talk about the wide receivers and tight ends, Running backs, uh, Mike Davis, obviously right now, is the number one guy. That seems pretty set in stone. I'll, I'll be surprised if that changes between now and the regular season. Uh, but he is getting most of those uh, reps with the first team. Um, it, he looks pretty good. You know, it's, you know, Michael Rothstein said this on Twitter, and I agree completely with him. Uh, don't put too much stock into what you're seeing from the running backs uh, in a practice like this. Yes, they're wearing pads, but they're not tackling. There were several quote-unquote long runs from some of these guys where, you know, in, in a realistic situation, they probably would have been two- or three-yard runs, but they were breaking free because no one was able to tackle them. So it's hard to really assess them and, and to be fair, the defense as a part of that. Uh, so we won't talk a ton about the defense except for maybe a few guys uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but some of what we were seeing, Caleb Huntley was getting some looks with all three units. He was in there with the second team, third team. He did get some snaps with the first team as well, so uh, something to pay attention to. He looked pretty good. Uh, Javian Hawkins, his speed really shows up on the field. Um, he is a dynamic player and, and definitely someone to watch in the preseason. Again, between him and Huntley, I think the, the preseason games are going to be really important for figuring out which of these two guys may make the roster uh, Corderell Patterson got quite a few snaps at running back. He unfortunately did fumble one of them, which is probably not a great way uh, to show that he deserves opportunities in that spot. And Olsen didn't practice, so we didn't get an opportunity to see him. Uh, but right now, it looks like Mike Davis will be the lead back. Really, the only question is who's going to be behind him and how many snaps are they going to get? Um, as for the wide receivers... Uh, obviously Calvin Ridley, uh, looks really great. Um, it, it, he was in a battle throughout the day with AJ Terrell, a little bit more on that later. Um, he is, uh, obviously the number one guy now and he looks like it. He's, 
Uh, he and Ryan were on point with each other repeatedly uh, through the practice. Uh, same for Russell Gage. You know, it looks like he's ready for a bigger role this year. Uh, and it looks like Ryan likes to target him a good bit. Um, didn't see much from the other guys. You know, I was looking to see if Alameda Zacchaeus would show up much. I didn't see him. Um, and honestly, Tajay Sharp was the other guy I was seeing getting a lot of targets. Uh, he wasn't necessarily coming down with all of them, so you know, a little bit interesting. We'll see if he can change that in the preseason games or if he'll get get the opportunity to. Um, but right now it looks like they're trying to, to wedge him in. And again, he's a player that has some history with Arthur Smith from Tennessee, and that may be why he's getting a lot of looks. Um, other than that, there was you know Chris Rowland, I think, with the third team, uh, had some nice catches, but uh, no guys on, uh, other than the, the top guys really sort of jumped out and made a name for themselves in this practice. The tight ends. Now, this one is interesting. Um, obviously, uh, you want to know about Kyle Pitts. So first of all, his first pass of the day, he dropped it, which probably wasn't a great start. Um, after that, though, uh, you know, he did catch several more passes. And the one thing that really, really jumps out with Kyle Pitts is how incredibly smooth of a route runner he is. Uh, he is just, uh, he looks like an effortless athlete out there. Uh, his size is noticeable. He towers over several of those guys in the secondary. And that six foot six and his wingspan, I really think Ryan is going to be targeting him a lot. The other thing with Kyle Pitts, they move him around a lot. And I'm, I'm sure this is probably a sign of things to come this season. Uh, but I saw repeatedly where he was lined up outside as the furthest wide receiver. Uh, he was lined up inside as a tight end. He was lined up in the X and the Y. Uh, and quite often was motioned from one position to the next. So he may have been uh, you know, lined up as an inline tight end, and all of a sudden he motioned out wide. He is going to be a chess piece for Arthur Smith, the way that we all thought he would be, uh, but it's kind of exciting to see it in practice and to see him uh, sort of get those opportunities to line up as, as a receiver, as a tight end, for you know, deep routes, for the, the crossers, uh, for you know, up the seam. I really think that this could be a year where you know rookie tight ends tend to struggle their first year. It looks like Arthur Smith is going to try to overcome that and just you know give him as many opportunities in as many different places as possible. Um, I, I think this guy's going to be a special player. He didn't drop any more passes the rest of the day. Uh, so for those of you nervous by that, I did think it was funny that you know sort of one of the very first passes of the practice went to Pitts and it bounced off his hands. Uh, so not what you want to see from your first rounder. Um, Hayden Hurst got targeted uh, several times by Matt Ryan. Uh, he looks again like someone that uh, I think could be an underrated part of this offense going into 2021. When the Falcons were using motion, pre-snap motion, it was quite often Hayden Hurst. And now, granted, it, he would be in line. Uh, he would motion to the other side of the line and come back, which is usually just a way where they're trying to see if the defense is in zone or playing man. Um, but he was often the guy who was in motion uh, in those sets and not necessarily, you know, Kyle Pitts. I don't know if that's, you know, going to translate. Obviously, th again, these were very vanilla uh, play concepts that we were seeing. Arthur Smith is not going to throw the entire playbook out there at a very, very public event like this with 27,000 fans in attendance. Um, so please keep that in mind. This is not going to be, you know, sort of a, a complete evaluation of what the offense is right now. I think this is just scratching the surface at best. Um, but those guys stood out. The guys that you want to stand out are standing out. The top tier players, uh, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, uh, Kyle Pitts, 
uh, Mike Davis. They all look like they are ready to take on the positions. I think the offensive line has some big question marks. We'll see how these competitions play out. Um, but now it's time to talk about the defense and what we saw there. This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm talking about the practice at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday, August 7th uh, in the uh, the big stadium with the roof open initially. They did close it, by the way, midway through. Uh, some dark clouds were starting to come over, and I think they wanted to make sure that they didn't get their uh, practice interrupted. Uh, so fans got to see the, the stadium uh, initially opened up and closed right in the middle of practice. So it was actually a, a pretty cool thing. Um, in the first half, we talked about the offense. Offense looking pretty good. Um, again, vanilla plays. Don't read too much into it, especially with the running backs. Uh, but I, I think this is something where right now, you know, if I were based on that, the the offense looks like, you know, they're ready to go with the notable exception that the offensive line was not getting pressured. It wasn't a lot of heavy contact. So that that is something that remains to be seen. As for the defense, uh, some of the things that stood out, you know, earlier eh, – Earlier, we mentioned that Willie Beavers was getting those snaps at right tackle. The other player who um, Coach Smith pointed out that earned, quote-unquote, earned their first team reps today was uh, A.D. Ogundeji, the uh, the rookie uh, pass rusher that we drafted, I believe, in the fifth round this year. And he has slowly been moving up the depth chart, getting more and more opportunities, uh, in the defensive line uh, podcast that I did with Aaron Freeman, Aaron and I both felt like Ogundeji was likely to maybe not even play much this year. Uh, that he would be someone that would primarily ride the bench, uh, someone that you know would be inactive on game days. Right now, he's getting first team reps. Now, um, Jacob Tuyoti Mariner was out; he did not practice today, um, so that could be part of it. But uh, you know, when Coach Smith is pointing out. Um, a guy like Ogundeji, you know, this early, it's probably for a good reason. And they like what they've seen. Uh, this is a name to pay attention to through the rest of training camp and through the preseason. Again, when it comes to the games, that could be what, you know, resets expectations. That could be what puts, you know, reshuffles the depth chart again. So take all of this with a massive grain of salt. But right now, Ogundeji on the defensive line is a guy that looks like he's moving up and, and getting more and more opportunities with the ones. Uh, so definitely keep your eye on him as someone that could you know carve out a significant role in his rookie year as a fifth rounder, which would be a little bit surprising uh, to those of us who have followed this team for a while. Now, uh, the linebackers, nothing really to report there, uh, again, because of the fact that they weren't allowed to bring guys to the ground. Uh, it's really hard to see you know what these guys are doing. I will say... They were consistently in position to make plays on the running backs, um, which is good to see. Uh, I didn't see a lot of instances where guys, the running backs, were getting to the second level and there wasn't a linebacker 
nearby. So it looks like right now they're they're reading their assignments. They're they're they are where they where they need to be. Um, but again, take all this with a grain of salt. Um, I don't think that is a conclusive statement at all. We really need to see how it plays out um, into the preseason games. Um, but this is a unit that I think a lot of fans should you know, have some optimism about. Deion Jones, obviously, in the past has been an incredible uh, linebacker back there. Uh, you know, With Michael Walker, the rookie, the, in the season he had last year, I feel like he is ready to build on that. Um, you know, this is a unit that could be, you know, pretty core to the defense being uh, even just slightly respectable this year, even with all the concerns we have on the defensive line. Now, uh, the one player in the defense who absolutely stood out, and you know, this may or may not be a surprise to you guys, um, AJ Terrell. He was consistently matched up with Calvin Ridley during the day. He broke up several passes. He nearly intercepted Matt Ryan on one of them. Um, he really is beginning to stand out repeatedly in camp. Uh, not just today, but if you've read the reports from Michael Rothstein of uh, ESPN um, and Tori McElhaney of The Athletic, they have both repeatedly talked about um, AJ sort of jumping out in the practices and being a guy who is constantly around the ball, being a guy who is making plays repeatedly against one of the better you know wide receivers in the league in Calvin Ridley. Now, Calvin did uh, catch a touchdown on the slant, um, you know, during the practice against Terrell. Um, but for the most part, he has really been showing up. And uh, I think Michael Rothstein said it best in his uh, notes for the practice um, after the game. He said uh, that this is a guy who could be in, in, in line for a massive jump forward in year two. Um, and even Matt Ryan uh, pointed out that Terrell has been making a big leap, saying that his pattern recognition is a particular strength. Uh, and for those of you who uh, understand football vernacular, that's pretty important. That's something that usually corners need several years to uh, develop at the NFL level. Uh, if Matt Ryan is pointing that out right now at this point with A.J. Terrell, that could be a really promising sign for what this corner could be uh, in just his second year. And again, corner is a very difficult position. And with his rookie year being as good as it was without a training camp, without the traditional rookie training camp, without a preseason, um, this could be a year where he really sort of shows you know, what he's capable of by having all of those installs and having that time with the coaches and having that time to train and not transition immediately from college life to the NFL. Um, so he is definitely a name to watch. And Honestly, you know, past him, it's the the defense today. It was real again, really, really difficult to uh, get a feel for where they're going to be. Simply because even though they were wearing pads, it couldn't take guys to the ground. Uh, so you know, if you hear any reports about the defense, uh, you know, keep it in mind uh, that that they were very limited in what they could do. Now, one other thing I want to point out is uh, for the backup quarterbacks. I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, A.J. McCarron, uh, which you may have seen me refer to him as Macaroon. Um, A.J. Macaroon McCarron got all of the second-team reps. Um, Felipe Franks got the third-team reps. Of the two right now, McCarron looks like you know the one that's more ready to take on uh, that position, which is no surprise. He's a veteran. He's been here before. Um, Felipe, has he demonstrated a few times that he's got the arm talent. Um, his downfield throws, however, are sort of spotty. His, his accuracy is hit or miss. Uh, you know, one moment he'll hit a guy in the numbers. Uh, the next he'll miss him by three feet over his head. 
so that is, you know, sort of the story with Franks. Now, um, AJ McCarron, I think, you know, his, his afternoon was decent, uh, with the twos. Uh, he got the ball out. Um, you know, I saw a few times where he was, you know, scrambling and, and ultimately would have been sacked. So uh, again, because I couldn't take him down, it's, it's hard. You know, you see the guys throw the ball. Oh, he made a great scrambling play, but no, he, he probably would have been dead in the pocket. Um, so this will be something to watch. You know, I, I, I personally felt like Frank's, uh, has more upside. We know who AJ McCarron is. You know, he can be a marginal starter if, if Matt Ryan goes down. Um, but you know, with Frank's a ton of talent, you know, more athletic than McCarron. Um, but the, the downfield accuracy, I think is going to be what holds him back. Um, one other thing, and you know, with the recent, um, injury season ending injury to Jaden Graham, you know, that tight end depth, which most of us believe that there's going to be four tight ends on this roster. Um, that tight end depth is, is something that right now they're looking at guys who can, uh, step into that fourth tight end role potentially. And the name that kept coming up, uh, that we were seeing in practice, granted he was with the threes, um, was Felipe Franks was throwing consistently to John rain. Um, he was someone that, uh, he's, he can line up at both fullback and tight end. Uh, so that's something he was doing again today. Um, he looks like he's a pretty comfortable receiver. Uh, and that is something to, to pay attention to, not for this season, just to be clear. I don't think John rain is going to make the 53 man roster this year, but he's someone that, you know, they could put him on the practice squad and with the tight end room changing next year with Hayden Hurst, you know, probably leaving, uh, unless something, you know, really dramatic happens there. Uh, he's a guy that could potentially in a year or two, you know, 2022, 2023, be a guy that comes in sort of like Jaden Graham and, and carves out a role both on special teams and as, a, you know, that fourth tight end on the roster. Uh, so that is something to keep in mind, a name to look at through this preseason. Uh, some final notes. Uh, the They did have some special teams um, uh, stuff going on. So the punters, uh, the the backup backup punter, I think at this point, the backup to the backup of Sterling Hoffrichter, uh, seemed to be doing a fairly good job. Uh, but more importantly, young way Koo came on. He made six out of his six field, field goal attempts, uh, including two that were 50 plus. There was one at 50 yards, one at 53 yards, uh, with plenty of leg to go. So, uh, young way looks like he is, uh, already, uh, in, in game, uh, you know, mid season form, uh, nailing all of his field goals. Uh, so all in all, the, the, the practice itself, I don't think we can glean too much about what it means for the Falcons season. I do think we can see what directionally they want to do on offense. We can get an idea of the guys who may be leading some, some of the competitions. And we can get you know a little bit of a sneak preview of what the athleticism of some of these young guys looks like. Based on that, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Um, Matt Ryan looks like he's ready to go. Kyle Pitts looks like the real deal. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage are picking up where they left off from last year. Uh, and Mike Davis looks like, uh, you know, him, the running backs, they have a ton of potential. And we'll see how they play in the preseason, how that shakes out. Um, right now, uh, I'd say, you know, the defense, we're going to have to see them in games to really get a good feel for that. Uh, if you guys got any questions about the practice, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me there at FalcoholicDW. And, of course, updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod and our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.